Hi, Mom, and welcome to the Interesting Podcast, where we know a little about a lot. We're your hosts. (laughs) I'm Annika. And I'm Paige. And before we get started, if you want to jump to a particular segment, check the start times in the episode description. Oh, Oh, my gosh. What? That was so early. I have so much respect for it. I feel like I just have to start putting that early on. It's for Jill and nobody else. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Uh, What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Just a reminder that the best review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts gets to pick our topic and or be on an episode. So jump to that. We usually talk about this at the end of the episode. But for those people who don't stick around for all of our end segments, now you can hear it. Very true. And mom, it can't be you. So before we get too far into this, I have an episode disclaimer here. There's a lot of trigger warnings up front. So we have suicide. We have sexual assault. I guess that's not a lot. That's too. I mean, there's a lot of things with the whole Epstein case. And you probably knew that by deciding to listen to this episode. So if you are sensitive to those things, this probably just isn't the episode for you. Um, equally as important, Paige and I are both of sound mind. So if one of us dies by an apparent suicide, <laughs> Hillary did it. Hillary Clinton's what's another body. Exactly. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, everything, everything we talk about, it's, we're just going to put a big allegedly in front of all of this. So seriously, just so we don't annoy you guys by saying allegedly after every single thing that we say, we're just going to put yeah. that here at the beginning. Yeah, this is just like a big blanket, allegedly. It's We said that we're not going to be conspiracy podcasts, and we're not. <laughs> For some reason, we just like really like it. Okay, if you people yeah. are listening to us, you should also listen to the last podcast on the left. It's a very similar situation. They're, they're not a conspiracy podcast, but boy, do they love it. It's so true. But we'll get into the whole discussion and everything in a second. We're just going to go into our first segment. It's a lot of information on this podcast. We're going to try to stay on schedule. <laughs> yep. Uh, don't at me moments. Do we have anything? Well, Annika's mother-in-law called me out via <laughs> email. Okay, here's something that like everyone should know is that Annika's mother-in-law writes us an email every single after every single episode she listens to, and it is so cute. It is the best, right? And she wrote us one on our most recent ep- episode that I haven't even listened to, and Annika's listened to too many times. So too many um, times. <laughs> I literally never listened to them. Other than when I edit, and that's it. I was going to say, you have to edit it, so therefore, it's just too many times. Okay, fair. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to say that you don't listen enough. I'm, I'm not trying to call <laughs> you a non-believer. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So this is from our True or False Crimes episode that was just released. Um, well, first, I just really needed like, to, to say the beginning of the email because it's my favorite part. Hello, how are my favorite bimbos? <laughs> <laughs> I'm great, Erin. Thank you. It's it's so good. I love it so much. Anyways, um, let me just at you out of let me wait. Let me just get the at you out of the way. She goes, Paige. It's not liposcopically, which honestly I would have kept saying for the rest of my life, and I probably still will. But I appreciate the (laughs) correction. It's laparoscopy, which is hysterical. So if you don't remember, I had to get my hernia repaired. And I couldn't figure, like, I didn't know if I was going to have it done 
laparoscopy or just one straight incision. I feel like you're still saying it wrong, but I don't I don't even know. Laparoscopy. Laparoscopy. Laparoscopy? Laparoscopy? No, that's probably right. Laparoscopy. Anyways, um, that's like when they give you three different incisions. And, um, but yeah, so no, I had it done. It was not done that way. Um, Instead, I just have a Franken vagina right now. (laughs) And yeah, that's just something I will literally have to live with for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) But thanks for being concerned about how I sit. You heard it here first, Cody. Yep, you heard it. He knows. He knows. Oh, it was so bad. I know this is so gross, but whatever. Um, I'm still pretty swollen, and I will be for the next couple weeks. But um, or I'm just telling myself that because of the excessive eating and not moving. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> it is turkey season, so oh, ma- it's mashed potato season. Get it right. Yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like I was so swollen like I was down to the uvula situation just all (laughs) (laughs) and is the like what's the vagina lip is it uvula it's no you have the vulva and you have the vulva why don't we know I think it was the vulva right yeah vulva the public school system failed us (laughs) but no yeah it I was like I was swollen, okay? It was wild. (laughs) I did send everybody on Snapchat a very graphic picture of the woman's downstairs when I was at my last gyno appointment. There was just a big poster right at eye level for me. And so I was like, if I have to stare at this, you have to stare at it. (laughs) So I should have actually studied it instead of just sending it to everybody on my phone. But here we are. Okay, hold on. I'm going to send you something that's going to just, like, really hurt your eyes. But I have to. Are you sending me a picture of your vagina? Not mine. It's not even, like, I should have taken a picture of it at the right time. Okay, is this how, like, not common a swollen vulva is? It's, like, only bringing me up dog pictures. Never mind. (laughs) It's not right. (laughs) All right. uh, Yeah. So, um, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. No. No. (laughs) Paige has a swollen labia. (laughs) <laughs> labia that's the right word there oh, so many it just came to me yes oh. that came hold on that happened so organically for you and i am so oh my god i just googled soul and labia oh my god i'm not sending you this <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh this okay it didn't look like does. this okay she will look up horrific images she enjoys did you send it to me no. No, you sent me something. I have a, I have a text from you. <laughs> oh my god, that looks like a penis. I know. I was like, I don't know if that's right. Like, I don't know what's happening there. Oh my god, that's not what it looked like. It wasn't that bad. Like, my goodness. I just, I just say that you're kind of into grotesque things, and I don't know if you've come to this conclusion on your own yet, but I'm here <laughs> to tell you about it. There are, okay, so I do medical sales. I go to a lot of labs where there are cadavers and things like that, and Paige always wants to know what's going on, and okay. 
she'll want you have pictures the sometimes. Things happen there. I do. You have the weirdest things happen there. Okay, there's been one especially bad thing that I didn't ask for pictures nor audio of. Okay, so at least I have standards. What was it? When they were breaking the bones. Oh, I can't. So bad. That was so bad. That was so bad. That is so bad. I don't know how we got here. We tried to we tried to get on topic. Yeah, I was like, we have to stay on topic because we have a lot to talk about. And now here we are talking about swollen labias and <laughs> breaking bones of cadavers. So, um, <laughs> our episode I mean, topic of today is shockingly none of those things. <laughs> the working title that I wrote down is Epstein didn't kill himself and other conspiracies of the life and death of the convicted sex offender. Oh, I like it. See, Annika comes up with the titles and I just make the tiles for them that you see on your Spotify and Apple, which by the way, none of you have commented on how hysterical they've been over the last three episodes and I'm really disappointed in you. Yeah. I mean, if somebody wants to make their Apple review about that, we might pick you. That alone deserves a star or two. Five. I mean, go to the haunted, the real life haunted stories one. That one's honestly the best one. It's my favorite one. That one looked really funny. And I think, was that the one where the light bulb was holding <laughs> a flashlight? Yes. And I didn't realize it until after I made it. And I was like, <laughs> it was so wonderful. It would have been better if I had just like shown a shadow of the light on or something onto the ghost but like i don't have those kind of skills so it was so much better this way well either way i'm excited to see what you do with this one. <laughs> oh, that is true oh my sure. gosh it's gonna be dark that's okay gonna bring us to so- our next segment called our interesting of the week and yes instead of sharing stories about the times that <laughs> don't no nope. don't okay do um <laughs> We're going to talk about that insane Prince Andrew interview on the BBC from the weekend. But first, Paige, oh. did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? Um, No, he did not. And what's interesting is that 81% of you also agree with us because we put a poll on our gram and 81% of you also says no. And the people who said yes, I just think that you misread the question. Because right. I also had one person write and be like, no, I misread that. My bad. I meant yes. So maybe it's more like 85%. Except for my mom, who apparently thinks he killed himself. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, Allie, you're so deep into these kinds of conspiracy theories and things. Like, what makes you think? Unless, unless she is working with Epstein. Oh, or the Clintons. Or the Clintons. Or Trump. We don't really know. (laughs) It's so wonderful that the two presidents that he hung out with were, one's a Democrat, one's a Republican, so. I know. It's a bipartisan issue. It really is. (laughs) (laughs) I really think for the 2020 debates, this needs to be a big issue that comes up. I would bring it up, like, at a town hall, for sure. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, 81% of you agree that you don't believe he killed himself. And so the coroner said that he did kill himself, but then was it his brother? I think it was his brother. Yeah, it's his brother. Hired um, somebody else to perform a different autopsy. Somebody, I... They did, like, they did an independent coroner's report. Yeah, and somebody who's extremely legitimate and said that the injuries do not correspond with 
hanging. So yeah, like it, essentially, it appeared that his windpipe had been broken. I believe, mm-hmm. which is very indicative of being strangled, right, and not by a noose. Yeah, exactly. All right, but to the Prince Andrew interview. <laughs> oh my God, this interview it was <laughs> forty nine minutes long, and boy, was that a disaster. He's just, like, it just oozes creepiness to me. It's so bad. It is so bad. I heard this is also alleged. It's probably real, but I did not choose to research this before going into it. So whatever. (laughs) But I heard that his publicist quit before (gasps) he did it because he was telling Prince Andrew not to do this interview. But he went ahead and did it anyway, so his publicist quit. Um, oh my gosh well now he so if anybody has a note new today he actually resigned yeah so he's now stepping down from his public duties shocking right but if you did not watch it and i don't blame you it's 49 minutes long like i said there's just i just want to talk about a couple of things that he said in there give me some clickbait okay first of all the date of the allegation that um he raped so Backtrack a little bit. Virginia Roberts Gouffray, she mm-hmm. is one of the main outspoken victims of mm-hmm. the whole Epstein fiasco. Mm-hmm. And there's an infamous picture that has recently resurfaced of Prince Andrew with his arm around her. And she's 17. Yes, she's 17 in the picture. She says that she has had intercourse with him on three or four occasions. Right. Once and in England, once in New York, and I believe once on in the Virgin Islands. So I think three. Mm-hmm. And for one of those, Prince Andrew says in this interview, the date, al- date of the allegation, there's no way it could have been him because he was at home with his kids. And I'm like, <laughs> how, do you, how do you know that for sure? Like, this was years ago. I mean, I, I I understand where he thought that because in his world everything is monitored, everything has an agenda, every day has a strict schedule. He's constantly with security, so to him he was like, well, I can just falsify that I was home with my family, and I'll have plenty of backup with this. But it was too specific. It was too be like, no, I remember that exact time from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. I was at home with my children. Such lies. The mm-hmm. best part of the interview, in my opinion, was um, when it was brought up that Virginia Roberts Gaffray had infamously reported on how sweaty Prince Andrew was, and he stated that he has a rare disorder where he can't sweat. <laughs> he said he's cured of it now, but back at that time, he couldn't sweat, so there's no way it could have been him. That is horrifying. Actually, you are blatantly making up this lie that you can't sweat, just like the fucking pig that you are. (laughs) But suddenly you're cured of it, so it's okay. It's just so indicative of somebody who has never in their life had to encounter repercussions. No, So to him, it's like, no matter what he does, he just comes up with an excuse. He comes up with a lie. He He just finds some sort of back door that he can take. And he is able to get away with whatever behavior he wants. Because that's how he's lived his entire life. He's never actually had to deal with media scrutiny like this. Where Uh -uh. people are like, wait, um, no. (laughs) That's 
That's not a thing. <laughs> That's not a thing. What else did he say? Oh, yeah, he said that because he's a royal, he's not allowed to have PDA, so there's no way it could have been him in that picture with Virginia. Oh, it's just so bad. All, there's all of these pictures that have surfaced since he said that of him having his arm around women, kissing women, touching their butts, things like that in public. So no PDA. It's bullshit. Right? For those of you who don't really know who Prince Andrew, he's fourth in line for the throne of England, just so you know. I think he's eighth in line now. Well, yeah. now he's not in line. <laughs> now he's just, yeah, he's just back of the line, essentially. <sighs> he's the father of Beatrice. I was like, what's her name? It's really obnoxious. The She's other getting one. married. The one who wore, the, the two princesses who wore those crazy hats to the royal wedding in 2012. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's just how I remember them. But Sarah Ferguson is his ex-wife. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. He's an interesting fellow. But... I do want to give big props to Emily Maitlis. She's the one who did this interview for the BBC. Mm-hmm. And she absolutely slayed it. She asked all the right questions, and she just did not let anything slide. And at mm-hmm. one point, Prince Andrew calls Epstein unbecoming, and she just goes, unbecoming? He was a sex offender. Right. I was like, so Damn. <laughs> And here's something that I have to say. I also have mad props for the BBC in general because in case you're wondering, BBC is, it's publicly fun. It's, it's still, they're like NPR Mm -hmm. and there's just really something to be said about that type of media outlet. So go support your local NPR. They don't give a shit. They'll, they'll ask the right questions. Thank you. Yeah. That's a little PSA for your local PBS station. (laughs) You're... So yeah, that that interview was so cringeworthy. He has now stepped down from his public duties and has has said if it's due to gosh, let me see, to the scandal being a major disrupt disruption to his good deeds. The thing is, if you're going to go on national television, international television, and you're going to mm-hmm. come up with all of these lies, that people are going to be able to refute. It's just going to dig you into a deeper hole and make all of these allegations about Epstein. They're going to have just so much more weight to them now. No, it's it's just... It's narcissism, as we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Thinking that you're beyond reproach. All right. So before we get too far into this, should we just cite all of our sources real quick? I would love to. Perfect. Okay. So I have Wikipedia. I have a New York Magazine article, How Epsi Made His Money, Four Wild Theories by Matt Sieb. I have an Observer.com article. Article. Ooh. It sure looks like Jeffrey Epstein was a spy, but who's? By John Schindler. <sighs> Daily Beast article, Jeffrey Epstein's sixth story played out for years in plain sight by Vicki Ward. And The Mysterious Mr. Epstein, which is a podcast by Lindsey Graham. Not whoop, that whoop. Lindsey Graham. That's on my uh, – that. so Annika turned me on to that podcast. It's great. Everyone should listen to it. In my opinion, it was great. It mm-hmm. doesn't have the meat that I want. It doesn't get into the conspiracy theories and whatnot. Like it like kind of mentions them, but you know, it's a pretty reputable – source so they don't mm-hmm. really want to get into the things that are all just conjecture right um but that is what really sparked my super interest in this because as Annika and i talk about constantly this became a big news story but where is it now why is nobody seriously covering 
the continued investigation, the people that Epstein surrounded himself with, the very interesting circumstances surrounding his death, it just sort of died. And I mean, they say too that it will take a little bit for it to come out. They say at this point, don't worry, if it gets to three months and we still don't have any more updates to it, that's what we should worry. I don't know though. We still don't know anything about the biggest shooter, just saying. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That's like a whole other episode, literally, but like we will... Who knows? We can make an episode on it because there's no information. Yeah. But anyways, my story is um, from the my my story. My sources are <laughs> from the Miami Herald. For years, Jeffrey Epstein abused teen girls. Police say a timeline of his case by Julie K. Brown. The conspiracy theories about Clinton, the Clintons, and Jeffrey Epstein's death explained by Vox, and. Um, as Annika had mentioned, the mysterious Mr. Epstein uh, podcast. Let's get into our our main segment, which is it's kind of a lot of things. I was shocked to find out that there are some people who don't know about this Epstein story. I think they're pretty few and far between for the most part. I think a lot of people have seen this in the news lately. This podcast yeah. isn't going to fully explain everything because that would take multiple episodes to do. We're just going to go into a couple of different conspiracy theories that surround him as a person through life and death. And if you want to know more about this, like we just said, there's this incredible podcast called The Mysterious Mr. Epstein. We're just going to continue to plug it because it's great. They go into a lot more detail on his life. So who is Jeffrey Epstein? He's a financier, but most importantly, he was a convicted sex offender. And that's where the main story lies. And that's something he's been convicted of, so we can say that with 100% certainty. There are other allegations, huge allegations against him that say he was a pedophile and a human trafficker, which is where all the recent drama stems from. A lot of people are quick to call him a billionaire, which was started by his lawyers in 2008 when he was convicted of prostitution charges, but a lot of people do question that. Without a doubt, he was a very wealthy man with a lot of power. And the weird thing is, many people don't know exactly where his wealth came from. There's even an entire Forbes article by Noah Kirsch titled, Why Sex Offender Jeffrey Epstein is Not a Billionaire. It's hilarious. It was published (laughs) after his most recent arrest, when all of these news articles were coming out, saying, Billionaire Jeffrey Epstein arrested. Here's a line from the article that sums up how Forbes feels about the situation. (laughs) (laughs) Forbes, however, has never included Epstein, 66, in its rankings of the world's billionaires, since there is scant proof he holds a 10-figure fortune. As we wrote in 2010, the source of his wealth, a money management firm in the U.S. Virgin Islands, generates no public records, nor has his client list ever been released. So there you have it. So we're going to get into where the money comes from, why he was so powerful, but yep. Claims that he was a billionaire seem to be a bit outlandish. Uh-huh. I mean, the billionaire club is very exclusive. Like <laughs> to to get there, it's you're hard pressed to get there without having anyone understanding how. I'm sorry, Paige, but we like to call it the three comma club. My bad, my bad, Kylie Jenner. <laughs> that, that's not a Kylie thing. <laughs> Whatever, self made. So, totally self made. <laughs> Just like just like Jeffrey Epstein was self-made on a Ponzi scheme. We'll get there. <laughs> Not saying Kylie Jenner had a Ponzi scheme. I'm just saying she had a sister with a sex tape. So 
Whatever. Except all she needed was to have your friends invite their friends, invite their friends to like her lip kit, and then you got pretty much the precipice of a Ponzi scheme. In my Honestly, opinion. that could have been a great MLM. <laughs> lip sense. It's sign. called lip sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you've been living under a rock, and no shame if you have, but all this Epstein stuff is coming up right now because he committed suicide i'm using air quotes on that yeah, alleged air quotes them, there. <laughs> back Ooh, in august this was following his arrest on june 8th at teterboro airport on charges of sex trafficking and conspiracy to traffic minors for sex and there's a lot of conspiracy theories about his life but also his death and not many people knew about epstein but he had quite the social circle so just to name a few from his alleged inner circle we have donald trump Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, Kevin Spacey, Chris Tucker, Mohammed bin Salam, who's the Saudi crown prince, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, and most importantly, we're going to get into her later, but her name's Ghislaine Maxwell. No one really knows about her, especially in the States, but she's apparently a British socialite, and she helped recruit young girls, aka children, for Jeff and company. And he also weirdly had a lot of money and power, and how he got that, it's a wild ride, also a little unclear, so buckle up because we're about to get into it. Here's my thing with Glenn Maxwell. I think she's despicable. I think that she needs to be apprehended and brought to justice. But I would venture to guess that she was a victim of sexual abuse as a child. And in the mysterious Mr. Epstein, they do kind of they kind of allude to it very lightly, saying that her father was accused of sex crimes against minors as well Mm -hmm. um and her father was a very very rich man within britain i I don't exactly remember what he did getting into her father we are oh perfect great getting into it so great then get into it (laughs) my my bad i got ahead of us (laughs) she's despicable but again i just i find it i think it's very likely that she has very long since been a victim of sex crimes and then turned perpetrator i want her to be brought in just so we can get the whole the whole list Story. of everybody. Yeah. She's Figured in Brazil, out. allegedly. I've heard she's in LA. Nobody that's the thing is that nobody knows where she is. All right. Taylor, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start by talking about our favorite thing, money. How did he get it? We can really only speculate here, but the mystery around it is one of the main factors driving the conspiracy theories. Epstein was a pretty smart guy. Growing up in Brooklyn, he graduated from high school at the ripe age of 16 after having skipped two grades. He took classes at Cooper Union, then later attended NYU, or more specifically, the Courant Institute of Mathematical Sciences. And I'm sorry if I said that wrong, but actually, you probably don't want that affiliation, so maybe I did you a favor by saying (laughs) that name wrong. I don't know. But Jeff Epp ended up dropping out in 1974, so at least you guys never gave him a degree. It's the little things. Shortly after dropping out of college, Epstein took a job teaching math and physics at the Dalton School on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. XOXO. Just kidding. Gossip girl. (laughs) Honestly, though, the fact he was around high school age children, and I looked it up, it's a co-ed school. It's not just a boys' school. At least it's, it's a co-ed school now. I didn't look into the history of it, but that's wild. It's frightening. Wild. I mean, to imagine, 
I feel like it would be a different story, but a similar story if he had stayed there. Right. If he'd never been discovered, you know? Or he would have been discovered, but he didn't have the power or the money. It's true. He would also be diddling girls who probably had very powerful parents, and so it wouldn't last very long. That's true. Well, he didn't last very long in the school either. Um, He was let go two years later in 1976. Not for what you're thinking, um, at least that we know of. What's cited is that he was let go for poor performance. Um, But while Epstein was teaching at Dalton, he became acquainted with Alan Greenberg, who's the CEO of Bear Stearns. And Greenberg later offered him a job as a low-level junior assistant to a floor trader because he was into the whole intelligence thing that Epstein had going for himself. He must have done a great job as the assistant to the assistant because within four years, he worked his way up the chain and became a limited partner at Bear Stearns. A year later, I know, four years. What have I done in four years? Nothing. White privilege. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A year later, he was asked to leave Bear Stearns because of a Reg D violation. And I have no idea what that means. And it's not pertinent to the story, so I'm not going to waste time researching it. If you want to at me and explain <laughs> it in layman's terms, do it. Send your brief description to interestingpodcast.gmail.com. Anyway. It's so funny because Annika has seven pages of research. Oh, she's like, this sorry, is where guys. I draw the line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here. I have three. You, yeah. <laughs> this is mostly going to just be me talking to myself. Yeah, no, you're going to hear my like, <gasps> ah. The important thing to note here is this. Epstein was really good at talking to wealthy people and was great at gaining their trust. It's how he rose through the ring so quickly, and it's what will set his trajectory through the rest of his story. In 1981, Epstein started his own company, Intercontinental Assets Group, Inc., which was a consulting firm that helped clients recover stolen money. Whether it was from bad bankers or lawyers or embezzled funds, Epstein described himself as a bounty hunter that would track down people's money, essentially. Kind of a cool concept. I was like, that's a cool concept. That's a job that would be interesting. Right? I wouldn't even know how to begin. Oh, yeah. If somebody wants to steal money from me so I can hire John Krasinski to (laughs) help me find it, go for it. Uh, don't. I mean, I have nothing to steal, so whatever. In 1987, Epstein began working with Stephen Hoffenberg as a financial consultant at Tower Financial Corporation. And if that name sounds familiar to you, that's because in 1993, it was revealed to be one of the biggest Ponzi schemes in American history. For more information on Ponzi schemes, check out Interesting Podcast Award (laughs) Wanting Episode. Is it a cult or an MLM? But yes, Tower Financial Corporation and Hoffenberg went down after losing its investors over $450 million. That's a lot of money. Epstein left the company in 89, which was four years before that happened. But court documents reveal Hoffenberg tattling on Epstein, saying he was intimately involved in the scheme. I even looked through some of these court documents before remembering I don't get paid for this and I'm in way over my head. But here's a little excerpt for you all. Epstein used the financial trust company XYZ Corp and ABC Inc. to conceal his ill-gotten gains obtained from his participation, and a one-defendant Epstein is sued herein in his individual capacity, as well as in his capacity as president and chief executive officer of the financial trust company. So, like, pause for a second. He was the CFO. No, he was the CEO of this thing and still didn't even go down for it. So, whatever. Unpause. 
But someone, other people did, which is wild. Wild. Uh, while Huffenberg was convicted as a result of his role in this Ponzi scheme, Epstein has remained an uncharged co-conspirator. All the while, Epstein knowingly and intentionally utilized funds he fraudulently diverted and obtained from his massive Ponzi scheme for his own personal use to support a lavish lifestyle. All of Epstein's acts and omissions, as alleged herein, were in contravention, contraven, con, bleh, were in contravention <laughs> to duties owed to TFC plaintiffs and the class and in violation of the law. So anyway, I blocked out a lot of what I just read. Um, <sighs> there's 26 pages of that, and I think I went through maybe five before I realized, like, why am I doing this? Uh, so yeah, it's a little weird that Epstein got away with all of this while his business partner got 20 years plus a $1 million fine plus $463 million in restitution. Absolutely wild. In 1988, while still working for Hoffenberg, Epstein started another business. J. Epstein and Company was founded as a financial management firm where Epstein says he managed the assets of billionaires. There's a lot of skepticism around this. Uh, there isn't even a client list. There's one known client that I'll get into. But the skepticism is particularly the part where Epstein said he only had clients with a net worth of $1 billion or more. But the most notorious client was Leslie Wexner, and he's the chairman and CEO of L Brands and Victoria's Secret, which is just a nightmare in and of itself, but that's for another episode. But during this time, Epstein became very wait, involved. Wait, I just think it's really important to note that he also brought us Millennials Limited to. Thank you. Okay, Goodbye. Limited to was fantastic. I'm so <laughs> sorry, Mom and Dad, for making you spend way too much money at that store so it's I could so fit in. stupid, right? I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I had ne glitter neon green jeans. Wow. I remember. Honestly, I'd wear those today. Just kidding. <laughs> one time I was having a very, this is my most embarrassing moment. I don't know why I'm just sharing this right now. But anyway, <laughs> it was fifth grade and I was just having a really rough day at school. And my mom just said she was going to come and take me to lunch we were by the mall, and she was like, let's just go, like, walk around, whatever. And then we walked past Limited 2, and there was this really cute shirt that I wanted. It was white. I'm like, fine. I'm going to go in there. Like, let's go get the shirt. I was so excited, so I changed into it and went back to school in a totally different shirt. And then I like, recess or something, it was the end of the day. It was a hot day, and they brought out the sprinklers or something. I don't remember. But basically, like, we're all getting soaking wet. I was wearing a white T-shirt. I was in fifth grade. I wasn't wearing bras yet. And, yeah, you could see through my shirt, and everybody pointed it out and laughed at me. They pointed at you and laughed at you? Yeah. Go fuck yourself, Wexner. This is grade. your fault. It's a testament. My first bra was from Limited 2, so I get it. How old were you when you started wearing bras? Um, I think my mom bought them for me in, like, the fifth grade. I started to fill in a little, you know, a little mm -hmm. rotund. Little baby fat. I was a and late bloomer. My boobs grew in fifth grade and not since, so um. <laughs> I didn't even get my period until high school, so what? Yeah. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, during this time Epstein became very involved in Wexner's finances. He became his power of attorney and later director of the Wexner Foundation. 
He made millions off of Wexner alone through managing his finances. And although L Brands never hired Epstein, he was in constant communication with their executives. He would attend the Victoria's Secret fashion show, RIP. Gross. And so gross. would host the model. RIP, fuck that thing. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, I guess rest in not peace. And would host the models at his place and help aspiring models get work with the company. Ugh, it's awful. So Harvey Weinstein, it's it hurts. So Harvey Weinstein. And here's the thing Victoria's Secret, not now, but especially then, that was the company that made models. And so, of mm-hmm. course, there's going to be a lot of aspiring models. When they hear Victoria's Secret, they think that's their in. Like they're going to start at the top. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Anyway, those are the big contributions to Epstein's finances. I'm sorry, it's a lot. He had other things like hedge funds and various investments, but the important thing to remember here is that he had this financial management firm with no clear records of who he worked for, et cetera. Um, so who else was giving him money and for what reasons? And Paige is going to get into what happened in 2008, but lawyers of Epstein mm-hmm. during this time said that his net worth was in the nine-figure range, but he was never able to produce verified financial information. There's Mm -hmm. so little that's known about Epstein's finances that the only way to get a net worth is to look at his properties. So from the New York Magazine article, it's reported that his Manhattan townhouse is estimated to be worth around $77 million. (laughs) Then there are the properties in New Mexico, which I saw pictures of today, and it's in the middle of the desert. There's nothing around it, and it's... This, just this giant mansion. It looks like a hotel in the middle giant, of nowhere. Creepy compound. Oh, it's so freaky just looking at it. Um, so yeah, New Mexico, Paris, Virgin Islands. Um, his private jet. He has a fleet of fifteen cars, and a Palm Beach compound that's estimated at twelve million dollars. But even his real estate is called into question because there were no property records on the Manhattan townhouse, the one that's seventy-seven million dollars. Until 2011, when it was revealed that Wexner's property was transferred to one of Epstein's businesses for zero dollars. He accumulated the bulk of his wealth, I would say. I'm not like for sure on that figure, but I would say a majority of his wealth from Wexler alone. For sure. And I mean, people don't know with the whole Ponzi scheme how much of it Epstein was able to get away with. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just from that alone, like, you could start building your yeah, finances. Exactly. It's crazy. One major theory about how he got his wealth is through blackmail. And it appears he had secretly recorded other people as properties having sex with underage women, or as I like to call it, children. Uh, oh, my gosh. SDNY's detention memos outlines a piece of evidence as CDs labeled young bracket name plus bracket name. So it's like young Felicity plus Bill Clinton. It's Ugh. like, yeah, that's alleged. Okay, guys. <laughs> I was just yeah. an example. One victim, again, uh, we're going to bring Virginia Robbins Gaffray into this. She said, based on my knowledge of Epstein and his organization, as well as discussions with the FBI, it is my belief that federal prosecutors likely possess videotapes and photographic images of me as an underage girl having sex with Epstein and some of his powerful friends. And another theory, too, is money laundering. So gross. Um, But another theory, too, is money laundering. 
the majority of his finances are offshore and there's hardly any paperwork of the funds. And that throws a lot of red flags into this theory. Well, like red flags that the theory is right. I wrote that so terribly. Anyway, (laughs) um, it's believed he could have blackmailed his social circle into investing with him, then could have Mm -hmm. laundered the money and kept it offshore to avoid taxes. (laughs) And I'm starting to lose my voice, so I think you just need to take over now. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Uh, I think it's interesting to point out. So there is a lot to be said, not that like there aren't powerful men who aren't horrible, creepy people like Epstein, um, but there there has been talk of powerful men being sucked into certain situations where underage prostitutes or molested children are involved there so they can be used as sort of puppets to manipulate them moving forward. I've heard a lot about um, that too. Yeah, so there's a whole. <laughs> I swear I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't wear a tinfoil hat. Like <laughs> all, of, I I share my location with Google Maps. I don't know, but there there's this really interesting conspiracy theory. It's called I think it's called the Omaha Credit Union conspiracy theory, where it essentially talks about you know very 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 powerful men. There's like a child sex trafficking <gasps> ring. Yes, but it also talks about how. S- additional powerful men such as like george bush senior were put in situations where they're around something sketchy but like not like overtly sketchy happening but they're they were put in these situations solely so they could be blackmailed once they arose to a certain level of political power yeah which is why puppets because they have to do whatever you want them to do because exactly that's better than that information getting out that they had sex with a child or whatever it may be. Exactly. I maybe we'll do another episode on that. <laughs> just We're a conspiracy um, podcast now. <laughs> I know. It's like, do you really even like this? No? Oh well, I don't care. Tell us in our email, not on our reviews. All right. <laughs> yeah. or, or our DMs. Like we don't care. We don't discriminate. Yeah, we don't. Except for the reviews. <laughs> Unless her name's Jill. <laughs> I hope she's listened. Anyway, <laughs> in 2008, after rising to fortune and purchasing a beautiful mansion in Palm Springs, just one of the many pieces of real estate that Anika has spoken about, a young girl and her friend broke into a fight at a local high school. Like, I know what you're thinking. That's so micro to lead to such a massive news story. Well, after some prying, school administrators found that one of the girls had been called a prostitute by her classmate. But that girl also had $300 in cash found on her. It was 2008. 2008, we were seniors in high school. I didn't have $300 in cash just hanging out on me. I definitely didn't. Right? Paxson wasn't paying me that much. (laughs) Old Chicago host Dan not paying me that much. (laughs) So red flags were raised. The girl then divulged to her parents that a fellow student had hooked her up with a local wealthy man who had paid her large sums of money for erotic massages. That's right, massages. I know it sounded slurred, but it's only because I've always had a hard time with that word, massages. (laughs) You've had a hard time with massages, too. It's true. I had, it's just not my thing. Just scratch my back. Annika knows what's up. Mm -hmm. Uh, You scratch my back, I scratch yours. It's true. That's the only reason why I scratch yours. The girl, who was 14 years old at the time, and her parents reported the crime to the local police of Palm Springs. 
Over the following months, local police gathered evidence on Epstein, who was the wealthy man in question, until they were able to acquire a search warrant for his Palm Springs property. Enough information, including cell phones with messages to the minor corroborating her story, were collected. Police signed an affidavit suggesting that Epstein be charged with unlawful sex with a minor, but the state attorney instead sends the case to a grand jury. In grand jury, Epstein is instead charged with solicitation of prostitution, a charge that completely ignores the fact that this the accuser is a 14-year-old girl. 14-year-old girl. Let's just 14. drive that point home. Exactly. So, um, at this juncture, Epstein had known for months that he was under investigation and, and had plenty of time to assemble a very powerful band of lawyers. These lawyers immediately attempted to use their power and influence to push a deferred sentence, which would have resulted in no trial at all and a judgment that had no jail time for Epstein. Now, hearing about this, the Palm Springs local police, God bless them, were infuriated and they decided to refer the case to the FBI, which is actually pretty unheard of that, that a local police department would push a case to the FBI. They're usually kind of territorial. They are. Yeah. And in November of 2006, the FBI began interviewing Palm, the Palm Springs accuser, as well as others in New Mexico and New York. Over the next six months, federal prosecutors began negotiating with Epstein's team regarding a plea deal. A major part of this deal included a complete and total lack of notification to his accusers, who still believed that an investigation was underway. And honestly, like, if I was an accuser in the situation and I knew that, like, the federal government was stepping in, I would feel almost more comforted. Yeah. But instead, they were completely left in the dark. At the time, Florida Attorney General Alex Acosta heads the negotiations. In the end, Epstein agrees to plead guilty to, quote, quote, solicitation of prostitution and solicitation of prostitution with a minor under the age of 18. A little better. Wow. He is sentenced to eight, right? He is sentenced to 18 months in jail, followed by a year of community control or house arrest. Uh, he, I mean, I, I know all this stuff because I read about it, and obviously, like, I listened to that podcast about him, mm-hmm. but just hearing it again just infuriates me so much. Right. To you, it, like, sounds a little better because at least this one addresses the fact that the accuser is under the age of 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, additionally, he is, uh, it, it is in his sentence that he has to register as a sex offender, which honestly everyone knows is, like, a giant scar- scarlet letter on you. Right, but um, the thing but is, well deserved. You can pee in public and be have to be registered as a sex offender. Mm-hmm. And it's true. I, I don't know. Obviously, it would suck to be in that position, but mm-hmm. I, I just I feel like there just has to be something more. Like you should not have mm-hmm. the same punishment as somebody who peed in public. Exactly. I'm like I mean, and maybe that just should just they should just be more lenient on people who do pee in public, just so. here's my thing okay like no i agree i I pee in public all the time this sounds crazy but like my problem with not just this with a lot of words today especially like racism is people just Mm -hmm. blatantly calling things racist and i think it dilutes the term racism is a horrible thing and when you say that somebody is racist because they were ignorant not hateful 
Yes, there. You, for an example, for you, there was a local story to us, Denverites, whoop, whoop, of this Muslim woman attempting to enter Pepsi Center this week. Um, there's two sides of the story. The woman is claiming racism, but uh, Argus, who is the security department who stopped her, also have security footage pointing out that it wasn't blatant racism. It was mostly just ignorance. But anyways, yeah. So yeah, that's just, that's my rant for the day. Continue. No, I get it. I agree. I agree. I get it. <laughs> so anyways, so he is sentenced to 18 months in jail and he also has to register as a sex offender upon leaving jail. But again, none of his victims are informed of this agreement nor allowed to speak that speak at his sentencing. This is a clear and total violation of the victim Victims Rights Act. I'm not going to pretend like I know the entire intricacies of this act, but victims are at least entitled to be able to confront their accuser, and these women were given zero chance at doing that. Mm. When victims are eventually notified, they are enraged, and in all honesty, they are completely re-victimized. The sentencing is done, and there is absolutely nothing they can do. Once again, they're completely powerless. Oh my god. Right? After being allowed work release six days of the week through his entire sentence, Epstein is released from jail five months early. And so continues his reign of terror on young children around the globe. In 2009, 11 years later, Epstein is charged with several crimes against children. 11 of his heinous acts occurred due to a lack of action by the Florida Attorney General, the same man who would eventually become Donald Trump's labor secretary, hmm. Alex Acosta. Wow. Yeah. It's just so sickening. And so that like, was 2008. That decision in 2008 could have completely ended his reign of terror. Yeah. Completely. Yep. I don't get it's it. It's just, it, it's wild. It's just, it's just something to say that, like, if you have the money to afford a shield of high-paid lawyers, I mean, they can bury sentencing. They can bury... They can file every junction known to mankind just to prolong the inevitable long enough so they can file some sort of plea deal. Because in case anyone was wondering, it is very expensive to prosecute someone, mm-hmm. let alone prosecute someone of someone famous or someone that would gather a lot of media attention. If this was anybody else, they would have had 20 years. 100%. But anyway. Yep. So now we're going to start getting into conspiracy theories. Paige and I each have one. And yeah. uh, and just so everyone knows, there's like a whole in-between situation right now where you know, he's released from jail and then you know, his wealth and he attempts, continues to grow. He attempts to get in the good graces of good society still, still, aka Elon Musk, Bill Gates, blah, blah, blah. Also like large universities. Um... And while it's doing this, he continues to victimize women all over the world. And eventually is caught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not to, I know that I know what you mean when you say women, but I just want to emphasize we're talking underage girls. We're talking children. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me. That is so true. I actually put that somewhere in this. I'm like, not women, girls. girls exactly. <laughs> and I know that's what you meant. I just wanted to make sure everything. Yeah, other yeah. No, I appreciate it. it. But yeah. Over the summer this year, he was arrested again and brought to jail in New York and ended up committing suicide. And quote, 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 exactly. 
But yeah, so now there's all these conspiracy theories that have come out about this, especially after the second autopsy was performed, where it showed that he probably didn't commit suicide. So now everyone's wondering what happened. There's an issue with the guards, I think Paige is going to get into. There's Mm -hmm. just, there's a lot of, a lot of kind of smelly waters over this whole thing. (laughs) It's not not smelly waters. Did you mean money water? (laughs) I was just going to say, I don't think that's a thing people say, but now I know that's what I was trying to say. (laughs) Smelly water, you know? I was thinking fishy. And then... (laughs) (gasps) It's late, people. We're doing our best. So I was going to cut this part, but now I feel like I need to leave it in just so we can have smelly water. <laughs> anyway, um, so my conspiracy theory has more to do with the life that he lived, why he got lenient sentences, that kind of thing, where I think Paige was more conspiracy into the death of Epstein, if that's Perfect. right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So... As Paige told us, Epstein was convicted in 2008, and I think we can all agree that his sentence was very light, like Mm -hmm. suspiciously light. And that could have been a clear representation of what Acosta stands for, allegedly, but it could also be something else entirely. There's a whole camp of people who believe Epstein was a spy, which kind of sounds ludicrous, but also would make some sense given all the light sentences or no sentences that he received. When Alexander Acosta was being interviewed for the job of labor secretary, he was asked, is the Epstein case going to cause a problem? And Acosta said he only had one meeting on that case in 2007 and was told, quote, Epstein belonged to intelligence until leave it alone and that Epstein was above his pay grade. Ugh. In the 80s, Epstein himself even told a few people that he was an intelligence agent. And he even had an Australian passport with his photo, but a different name, and his place of residence was listed as Saudi Arabia. And one of Epstein's early clients was Adnan Khashoggi. He was the middleman in transferring American weapons from Israel to Iran as part of the Iran-Contra affair. And apparently Khashoggi wasn't the only defense contractor he knew. Throughout the 80s, Epstein traveled many times between U.S., Europe, and Southwest Asia. I mentioned earlier that Epstein was potentially blackmailing people with videos, and that fits here as well. This could have been as an insurance poly... (laughs) (laughs) Having a stroke again. (laughs) This could have been as an insurance policy, as in, if I go down, you go down with me. But there are also allegations that Epstein lent girls to powerful people in order to gain possible blackmail information. So kind of what Paige was saying earlier um, about the Omaha, what was it? Uh, Omaha Credit Union conspiracy, I believe. Yeah. And in 2018, Epstein told a New York Times reporter off the record that he had dirt on powerful people. I mean, there's no way that you're in, in all honesty, there's no way that you're in that high of a social circle without at least like a glimmer of dirt. It's so true. You don't get that far. Uh -uh. So let's go back to Ghislaine Maxwell, the British socialite. And I'm so glad you're getting into her because I find this part fascinating. She's insane. Like she sociopathic or just like a victim, just re-victimizing. I don't understand. I don't either. 
Um, I mean, she even used to date Epstein, too. That's how they first became acquainted. It's just, it's just the chain of manipulation. It's the weirdest thing. Like, they were together, I don't know for how long, but then after their breakup, they became best friends and essentially business partners in this weird conspiracy of um, trafficking people, allegedly. <laughs> so, Ghislaine Maxwell, British socialite. In the beginning, her claim to fame was being the daughter of media mogul Robert Maxwell. The British Foreign Office suspected that Robert Maxwell was a secret agent of one or more foreign governments. He had known links to British Secret Intelligence Service, MI6, as well as the KGB and Mossad, the Israeli Intelligence Service. The Observer Mm -hmm. article states that British intelligence assessed that Maxwell was working for the KGB and possibly the Mossad. And a former employee of Israel's military intelligence dictorate, dictorate? Sure. <laughs> approached news organizations in the US and UK alleging that Maxwell was a longtime agent of Mossad. So, Ghislaine Maxwell and Epstein go way back, as I just said. They used to date, then she became his partner in whatever he was doing. So, mm-hmm. to leave you all with some food for thought, I'm going to share with you John. John Schindler's last thought from his Observer article, which is, since the lines between Russian intelligence, Israeli intelligence, and organized crime can get remarkably blurry in practice, as I've explained previously, assessing who Epstein's been working for may prove difficult to answer with any precision. But we have a suspect list to start asking questions. What's not in doubt is that sex trafficking ring centered on minors, which involved numerous global VIPs in compromising situations, would be of high interest to quite a few intelligence services. The Epstein saga seems certain to get even more unpleasant and interesting. We just need everybody involved to die, honestly. Not like, and like in a nice way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, again, eventually, not through malice. <laughs> just his ties with people, with uh, whether that, that be Khashoggi, whether that be with Ghislaine Maxwell and her father and her I didn't bring this up but her father mysteriously passed away in the 90s he uh, was out on his yacht and he was found floating in the ocean dead yeah um and they said that he had a heart attack and fell overboard whatever it's so easy to make it look like that I'm sure yeah I don't know when I first heard that he could have been a spy I was like Okay, <laughs> but it does make more sense to me that that could have been it. Um, yeah. Also, I don't know what proof there is about this Australian passport, but it was in one of the articles that I read. It was also on the Wikipedia page, uh, which I know yeah, everything. I think there's quite a few articles. Yeah, like everything you read on the internet isn't true. I get it, but when most people mm-hmm. are saying this, and the fact that it had his residence as. Um, Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. The fact that he and Ghislaine stayed very close after they broke up could have had to do with her father. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's not crazy. And again, like it could be just like the innocent trying to justify just complete and total improper use of power and influence. Or it could be right. Like, who knows? Right. And that's true. If you... Going back to Acosta, too. I mean, he even said... That he gave him such a light sentence because he belonged to, because Epstein belonged to intelligence and to leave it alone. Exactly. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's American intelligence. Um, it's 
yeah. believed he could be working for Israeli intelligence. Uh-huh. Um, I forget what I was going to say. But yeah, basically, <laughs> there you have it. He's a spy. And there's this wild theory, too, that he's not actually dead. Mm. And that they could have faked his death. And now he's in witness protection somewhere. Oh, yeah, right. At this I'm I'm more inclined to believe the murder than... I am, too. <laughs> right? Especially since his brother commissioned its own uh, autopsy. Yeah. But who knows? Like, I'm not going to pretend to know anything else anymore. <laughs> I don't think there's a whole lot of weight to this theory. I just read it somewhere. It's the internet. But yeah, um, it did make me kind of chuckle when I saw that. Because I was like, oh, I mean, that would sort of fall into the whole spy thing if... He's just, you know, living on an island somewhere and, you know. Was a little St. Saint Jeff's, isn't that what he called it? What was it? His, like, island. He called it Little St. Jeff's. Oh, Little St. Jeff or a.k.a. Pedophile Island. Ugh, so gross. Yeah. So gross. Horrible. Like, I wonder who maintains that at this point. It's a really good question. Yeah. I'd do it if there wasn't so much weirdness that happened there. I'd go. Right? No, you can't get rid of that. I'd go that live energy. on an island. Yeah, you can't. There's not enough Clorox in the world. <laughs> I was going to say there's not enough crystals in the world. <laughs> okay. Well, now I'm getting into another far-fetched theory that is completely unsubstantiated but is wildly entertaining. After the worldwide story of Jeffrey Epstein and his horrible reign of terror was splashed across newsrooms and the public public had finally become aware of this monster, many began to wonder. But who knew? Quickly, news outlets and conspiracy theorists began picking apart who had known and been seen with Epstein. Turns out, it's a lot of people. (laughs) Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Chris Tucker, Leslie Wexler, Prince Andrew, and Bill Clinton. That's right. All of these powerful people and not-so-powerful men became swept up in the Epstein tornado. And after he was found dead in his jail cell of an apparent suicide on the Upper East Side, others began to wonder who could have gained from such an act. I'm going to explore the theory of the evil dubious clintons and there may be murder of epstein so who else could possibly have more to lose with the rampant inquiries into epstein's sadistic circle than the clintons arguably the second most powerful political family in the country second only to the hoovers just kidding to the kennedys hoover was notoriously a horrible president so that's why i said that that joke will literally only hit if you're 70 you're you're hitting that demographic for us Paige someone had to I don't know how it came about the only reason I even know that is because I read To Kill a Mockingbird anyways Uh, okay okay Um, also okay this is such a side note but Disney Plus came out alright Disney Plus is so lit okay I initially was not here for Disney Plus I was like we do not need another streaming service it's ridiculous they're taking all of my Marvel movies off of Netflix. I don't want to pay more money to have to see those. But now that I have Disney Plus, I'm like, oh, we have everything on here. Like, we have all of the shows. We have all of the classics. It's incredible. 
But Disney Plus is amongst the most litest of the streaming services. Did you just say litest? I have to say. Yep. All right. Let it go. Um, Yeah. It has the Pitbull. Have you seen the Pitbull Pixar short? No. Oh, my gosh. You have to watch it. Am I going to cry? to you tomorrow. It's so cute. It's called, like, Kitty Bowl. It's funny. It's cute. I'll have to watch it. Anyways, continue. But Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. Oh, my gosh. That was my favorite movie growing up. It still holds up. So, the night that we got Disney Plus, I was with Mike. Our friend Jay was in town. And I was like, you know what? Let's throw some Xenon on. And (laughs) they are, you know, talking about American politics. And they're like, President Chelsea Clinton. (laughs) I died. (laughs) And they're, like, talking to each other on phones where they can see each other. Oh, yeah. So much of this came true. There's tablets. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We just wear, like, slightly less Lycra, but we still wear Lycra. It's just not shiny, except for the fake leather leggings. Man, it still holds up, all of it. But, yeah, if you guys have Disney+, Plus, then after you're done with this episode, because it's kind of depressing, go watch yourself some Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. So good. Just so good. Zetus Lapidus. Zetus Lapidus. So <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Back to an extremely heavy topic that should no way be associated with Disney. Chelsea Clinton, and President Clinton. Chelsea. Oh my god. Um. So for decades, there have been jokes about the Clintons' quote quote body count. Um. I honestly heard it for the first time a couple of weeks ago. The first time I ever heard like, "What's another body for the Clintons?" And now I can't stop saying it. <laughs> you just are you just dropping this in conversation? Yes. Okay. So here's the thing: the person who told it to me. I just thought that she came up with it on a whim, and I thought it was hysterical. But no. No, no. So, Wasn't there a for tweet? decades, there have been jokes about the... <laughs> Shut up, I'm Bonner. sorry. Continue. Yeah. I'll be quiet. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. For decades, there have been jokes about the Clintons' quote-quote body count. In 1993, an Indianapolis lawyer and militia movement activist, Linda Thompson, compiled a list of 34 people connected to the Clintons who had died. From there, the phrase just kind of stacked up. What's another body for the Clintons? Now, to be clear, all of these deaths have been explained and there is no real proof of their connection, but it is kind of an oddly high number. So others kind of say that working with the Clintons is a kiss of death, but regardless, this is just one bullet in the arsenal of conspiracy-loving theorists have on the Clintons, including Pizzagate, which you really need to look up because it is so fucking ridiculous, but it is also wildly entertaining. Pizzagate Pizza is so weird. I can't even. It's just like. It's another pedophile thing, isn't it? It is. But it's like. It's just, ex- there's hardly any proof to it. There's pretty much no proof at all. Which makes it, it funny. It has to do with like a basement of a pizza shop. It is wild. Yeah, like if it comes out. Many years from now, the Pizzagate was real, and I'm over here calling it funny. I want you guys to know I'm super sorry. We're just operating off of the information we have exactly. right now. The Clintons first met Epstein while in office through a variety of events and influential people, but their connection deepened after the Clintons' exit from the White House. Bill would board Epstein's private jet and would travel the world partying and hopping from philanthropic endeavor to philanthropic endeavor. 
While many people have connected Bill Clinton to Epstein, it is important to note that no one has accused Bill of any sexual or inappropriate acts with minors, which is kind of shocking. That is. Um, but Monica Lewinsky was like well above age, so maybe it's just like not his jam, She's in you her know? Early Respect 20s, Bill. And yeah. You know what? She's still alive. If there's one person who should be on the Clinton body count list, <laughs> you'd think she would have been the first. It, it's very true. There is no real connection of the Clintons to Epstein's death. There's no paper trail. There's no recordings. There's not even a statement on the matter. Just the idea of who would have enough power to pay off a lax- the lackluster guards who honestly were uh, indicted today for... I have it right here. Hold, please. Conspiracy and fil- filing false records because they apparent they were supposed to check on inmates every hour, but they were instead online shopping and sleeping. I think it wasn't it supposed to be every half hour, and then it might have been every half hour. Yeah, they were okay. So Epstein was on suicide watch because apparently he had an attempt the month before, but according to Epstein, he was attacked by his cellmate, and it was not. A suicide attempt yeah. either way he was on suicide watch and so the guards he was supposed to have two guards that would check every half hour and uh there was a whole like i think it's four hours oh, four hours okay yeah so there's four hours where he was not checked on it was like 3 30 in the morning when they found his body yeah and i think it's also important to note that these guards are very underpaid. Most of them are working overtime. Mm-hmm. Most, of, A lot of them are volunteers. So it wasn't exactly like the Secret Service looking out for Epstein over here. Right. Um, but again, the whole premise of the Clinton theory is just who would have the most to gain from him being completely wiped out, not being able to talk to anybody. And everyone obviously draws it back to the, the Clintons. Even Donald, our beloved Donald, President Donald Trump yes. loves to... Loves to tweet um, vague references to this conspiracy theory, um, which is just, again, just fuels the fire. Um, Anything to get his name away from Epstein. Just throw Clinton under the bus a little bit more. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they're in pictures together. There's no escape. Like, even Donald Trump. But he's not on any flight logs with him so and the fact that bill clinton is it's just adds fuel to the mm-hmm. fire um nobody knows and again nobody has accused bill clinton of doing anything but the entire precipice of this theory is the fact that who else would have more to gain and it's playing off of what's another body for the clintons um there's a whole maybe we'll do like like a presidential conspiracy episode where I'll go into a couple of the high-profile deaths on the 34 count for the Clintons. Ooh, that would be a good um, election year one. That would be a good one. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, people pretty high up who like killed themselves and etc. But um, it, it talked about it a bit in this article. It's things that I didn't know until this article, and I was like, oh wow, that is interesting. But yeah, it adds fuel to the fire. Again, there's no proof. In the 34 people, uh, Snopes did a entire breakdown of explaining these people's deaths. But, you know, the Clintons have never addressed said rumors because that just, add, again, adds fuel to the fire. That's true. All right. But yeah. Man, it's a heavy episode. 
Mm-hmm. Do we have anything? We have nothing positive to end it with. <laughs> um, well, Jeffrey Epstein is dead, which is like, it is, you know, I don't, that one less monster me. off the face of the planet, but I'm, it kind of bums me out still. Because hearing from victims who have talked about that, I mean, they say, mm-hmm. first of all, they have a sense of relief that he won't be able to harm anybody else. But mm-hmm. second and most importantly, they're... Basically, their stories go unheard, and uh, they don't get answers, and that really has to suck. It also complicates civil proceedings from here on out very much. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It it makes trying to sue him civilly, like sue his estate civilly, more complicated. Yeah, it does. And Ghislaine Maxwell is still alive and well, and we nobody knows where she is, or they do, or whatever um i heard she was in brazil annika heard she was in la okay i'm googling this because i'm so intrigued are you talking about the picture of her in and out yeah and she was reading a book but that was before she's like wanted now like there's like a warrant for her arrest as a co-conspirator so she has a ted talk (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i just typed in googling maxwell and then auto predict came up with where is she? And then right below it was Ghislaine Maxwell, TED Talk. Anyways. Anyway. Don't know where she is. I'm just trying to think of something positive to end this with, and I got nothing. But yeah. <laughs> Check the episode description. If this, if some, if you're dealing with anything similar to the situation, it doesn't have to be Jeffrey Epstein. Probably isn't Jeffrey Epstein. But sexual <laughs> assault and all of these things happen to people on the – a daily basis. It's awful. We're going to have some resources for you down in our episode description. Yeah, we don't have any listener question for you guys today. Yeah, but go subscribe, rate, and review, please. Definitely review. It helps us. I don't, they say it's supposed to help get us out there a little bit more. I don't know how it works. It's all algorithms, but the more ratings we have, the better the show will become. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Yeah. Also, we a long time ago hit over a thousand downloads. So thank you so much to everybody who has listened yeah. to us, downloaded us, just given given us some support. Like you have no idea how much that makes our day to I mean, even just like when you guys like our Instagram posts or just give us a review or anything, like that can just set me up for an awesome week. It's so true. I had a terrible day today, and I honestly blame you guys now. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Totally joking. It's because I didn't listen to our new episode. That's why I had a bad day. (laughs) That's why. Oh, my gosh. Well, are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? No. No, I'm totally fine. Okay. (laughs) Good. It is almost midnight here, so the day is almost over. That's true. It is almost Thanksgiving. I don't think we're going to have any episode coming out before thanksgiving so happy thanksgiving everybody yeah i hope it was great i hope you had a wonderful mashed potato season don't worry it stretches all the way until bikini season um and honestly even then so i think i don't even remember what podcast episode it was but i think i said something to you that mashed potatoes you can eat year-round like there isn't a potato season <laughs> potatoes are always in season because they're underground <laughs> you did say so, that. Like, it was pretty early on just really want to put that out there as another PSA is that you can eat a mashed potato whenever you want 
Ugh, I love mashed potatoes, and I do eat them whenever I want. Good. Go have fun on Thanksgiving. Have fun with your families. If you have shitty families, have fun with your friends. Do something cool. I have restaurant reservations because I don't have a shitty family, but, like, <laughs> I'm not going home. Um, I'm doing an early Thanksgiving yeah. with some family, so... Yeah, just yeah. What are you doing? Are you where? Are you going like on Thanksgiving? You're going to a restaurant with Mike? No, Mike's out of town. Oh, so just a couple friends and I are going out. Fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. So I'm excited. We usually have an orphan Thanksgiving since Mike usually works. <laughs> That's so sad. It's okay though. It's fun. Except it's last fine. year, I had to have a vegan Thanksgiving, and that just was. Why? Some of Who it, are you hanging out with? Vegas Paige. She's vegan. But she legitimately just can't eat meat and has horrible oh. dairy allergies. And she's from Wisconsin, so it's kind of funny. Not funny, but it's ironic <laughs> that she can't. She's from Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm like, can you even put a cheese head on at a Packers game or no? <laughs> but um, do you break out? <laughs> But yeah, so she was like, yeah, I'm going to do this vegan Thanksgiving. You're welcome to come. And I had no plan, so I did it. The food for the most part was good. But then for dessert, they had a pumpkin cheesecake that was vegan. It was the most disgusting thing. Like, even she thought it was horrible. And I'm like, just have a Ugh. pumpkin pie. Don't try to make yeah, it a fancy don't. cheesecake. Exactly. Why do you got to get fancy with this? Like, why do you have to, ex- like, just over-exemplify the vegan Right. Oh, look, we can make cheesecake without cheese. I'm like, yeah, you can, but you shouldn't. Right. Like, yeah, we all like Beyond Burgers, but I'm, you got to chill. Have you tried one of those yet? I haven't. Have you? No, but I want to. I hear good things. I hear real good things. I want to do a blind taste test. Okay. I watch a blind taste test with kids, and that's why I'm kidding. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, he didn't pick the Beyond Burger to be not me. Um, and they're like, well, what if we tell, what's your favorite one? And he goes, the middle one. I'm like, well, what if we tell you that the middle one is not real meat? And he goes, then I'll tell you that I'll never eat it again for the rest of my <laughs> life. <laughs> oh my God. I'm seeing my niece and nephew this weekend. It. I feel like I need to do that to them. But there's already going to be so do much it. food. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, no one cares about this. <laughs> Keep it interesting, folks. We love you. Paige is going to bed. I'm going to go pack. Yeah, I got to go to bed. It's 11.48 here, but it's my fault that it's this late kind of day. It's true, but I still I still like her, so we're just going to end this right yeah. here, right now. Bye. Hey. Love you, people. Bye. Bye.